Um, so read through these questions one more time. Did you want us to say Maddie's ultimate rainbow disco eleganza <laughs> questions? Because I'll do it. Um, not necessarily, but you know it'd be really hilarious because like gay agenda, uh, like the myth of gay agenda. I'm going to ask you that too, by the way. But I, I, I was going to slip that in. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, um, it would be hilarious, like. I know licensing is a thing, but like if there's like some gay music that you have like licensing to, like doing that and like doing some like really crappy uh, dub over, it's like it's the Mary Gay Rainbow Explosion. Telling Tim right now, find some gay music without licenses. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. What would it even be? I don't even know. I think it would be hilarious. Like do that, and then it's like. Just kidding, just kidding. It's actually our show, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, like, segue. I added a, another two hours of work. I'm so sorry. You had to, oh, no, it's okay. We're not the ones that do the work. <laughs> oh, okay, well. <laughs> sorry, Tim. This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello, it is June 29th and welcome to the Always More Podcast where we believe there is always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and deeper understanding. Today on the pod we are talking about Prod Month, Gay Pirates, a U-Haul full of white men, The Brown Note, interview with Matty, and so much more. But first, I am your host, Tim Lichty, and sitting across from me is my best friend in the entire world, Christopher Thomas Ford. Yo, yo. And sitting next to me is the best Gen Zer ever to exist. And that is Harley. Woo! That's me. Welcome, everyone. How are we doing today? We're doing. We're alive. We're, we're here. We're, we're here. making it. Yeah. yeah. We're surviving. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you can do. You got Chris something you need to say? Got a great <laughs> shirt it's on just, today. It's been a crazy day. Oh, okay. Thank you. I love this shirt. It's, it's a great new. looking shirt. Like, I it's love new. it. Thank I'm you. obsessed. It's yeah. got cherry blossoms all over it for uh, those of you that aren't watching. And it is so beautiful. Good. I do like it. It's coin dapper. I'm yeah. not even sure what brand it is, but it has a Sun Tzu quote on it as well from oh. Art of War. It's shirt brand. Shirt brand. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a branded shirt. <laughs> a branded shirt. Guys, we have a great show for y'all today. Yeah. Uh, really excited. So here's 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 a little backstory. We wanted this episode to come out like on the last episode. That that was the plan anyways, yeah. to be in the middle of the month. Um but scheduling got weird and things got crazy, and we this almost didn't even happen coming out today. Yeah, uh, just crazy stuff happening all around us. But we we got it. We're, yeah. we're, we're, it's, it's coming out June 29th. It's it's still Pride Month. Is it it's June a way 29th? to wrap it up. I thought it was June thirtieth. No, pretty, next Wednesday. Are you sure? Positive. No, That's where my tattoo I'm awful is. at dates. No, well, I wrote it down ahead of time, so. I'm pretty sure I was looking at the right date. Mm, Chris, would you like to tell us how you're wrong? Yeah, I'm very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong because on the 29th, it's Wednesday, and on the 30th is Thursday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had to explain it full through yeah. so everyone else got it. Uh, but hey, we're excited to do it either way because we want to do an episode of uh, about, not about, but revolving around Pride Month and yeah. revolving around uh, that culture and uh, history a little bit. And uh, we're excited to do it. Because so, we're hella supportive, yo. Yes. yes. Seriously. Yeah. And so, uh, Harley, happy Pride Month to you. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, Chris and I, uh, at least for me, I guess, uh, we, we still identify as straight, but Harley, you are... <laughs> heteros, if you will. <laughs> yeah, hetero. We're allies. But we are allies. Ally. <laughs> Speak, Valentina. Ally. <laughs> Oh man, yes. has your Pride Month been good so far? It's been really good. Awesome. Have yes. you gotten any benefits out of it? I mean, like free stuff. Of course not. Have you gotten to the front of a line? Nobody's bought your Starbucks drink. Nothing? No. Well, I don't go to Starbucks anyways. But fair we are enough. in Texas. That, yeah, that's fair. Um, have you gotten to yell at Chick Fil A employees? Close. Should have. You should. Just, just go to Chick Fil A. Yell out the window. Yeah. Just <laughs> are you are you eating at Chick Fil A? <laughs> During Pride Month, it was. He's on a rampage. <laughs> we talk it's about like my this. number one thing. Anytime no, 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 somebody no, no, no. talks about Chick Fil A, I'm like, "During Pride Month, how?" Dare it was a you? moment of weakness. Okay, <laughs> we talk about it later um, in the episode, but yeah, it was a moment of weakness uh, after um, the water park. Okay, we didn't know where else, we didn't know where else to go. Literally anywhere. The else. red chicken was the it was there. <laughs> the devil's chicken. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move along into our first uh, segment of today, and that is Wreck and Rev. This is the part of the show where we give you our recommendations and reviews of past week or whatever. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's Just no in timeline. general. Yeah, yeah, anything yeah, yeah. in general. You, you could have liked this thing 10 years ago, and you can bring it up if and you, you know really what? want. Because of that, sometimes we may Wreck and Rev things that we've already Wreck and Revved, and that's okay. Is that what I you're don't, doing right now? I don't know if I've wrecked and revved it. I should have if I didn't because it's a great movie. All right, Chris. Well, you go first. You're, you're, you're on top of the list yeah, here. Yeah, so mine is – so, okay. Aside from being Pride Month, I also love Christmas movies. <laughs> and oh I will watch a Christmas movie at least once per month. Depending. No. Yeah, no, for sure. A hundred percent. I will watch at least one Christmas movie per month until Christmas. I uh, love Christmas. Uh. But this one, <laughs> during Pride Month, I chose, was called Happiest Seasons. Uh, it is a story of a young woman with a plan to propose to her girlfriend while at her family's annual holiday party, mm. which would be adorable and great. Um, but when she gets there, she discovers that her partner has not come out to her family at oh. all. Oh, dilemma, dilemma. <laughs> and it's, it's not like a military story where, like, they met a week ago and she's going to propose. Like, they've been together for, okay. like, for right. a hot minute. Um, so she's going to go propose, and then she <laughs> finds out that she hasn't come out, and hilarity ensues. You know, it is, it's dramatic, it's funny, it's good. Like, good things happen to the couple right. through the movie. It's not one of those, like, oh, they finally came out and then one of them dies yeah it's it's nothing just, like that i i, I know you're tired of out, stories like that it's not even that it's just like the reality of it is like it probably would not have turned out okay mm. like i'm glad it did in the movie it, it was it a took, good sweet thing it, it took a minute but it, yeah it all worked out obviously for movie sake they have to go through right. like the the main climax of the movie there's got to yeah. be problems that get solved and all of that stuff but it worked out in the end um, this one starred Kristen Stewart, who did a phenomenal job. Mm. I know people crap on her a lot for Twilight. But well, we, we were talking about this off air. Where she, yeah. She's actually pretty awesome. I she's watched her actress. in um, Spencer, and she was phenomenal in that. Well, she was in something. Wasn't she in Charlie's Angels? Charlie's Angels. I yeah. didn't see that one. Um, that one was pretty good. American Ultra was pretty cool. Mm. Um, I think it's called American Ultra. I don't know. It was with um, the guy from Zombieland, Jesse. Marsh? No. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name is. He also played Lex Luthor. 
Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I, I, can't, I think he it was, was in either. the social network. He, it yeah. doesn't, he doesn't matter. Kristen Stewart was the star of the movie anyway. Oh, um, my, what is, no, what is his name, though? I don't know. Somebody oh look gosh. it up. We have, we have computers well, I need to know because I can hear his voice in my head. Mm-hmm. He's talking to me. Yes. And I don't like it. That's not a good voice to have. No, it's not. Anyways, stars uh, Kristen Stewart. Jesse Dan Eisenberg. There Eisenberg, we go. there it is. Yeah. Uh, Dan Levy, Mackenzie Davis, Allison Brie, and my favorite, Aubrey Plaza. She's awesome. Yeah. She's just the best. <laughs> All around, she's the best. Um, but it, it was a good holiday, fun movie, and I enjoyed watching it. Cool. Sweet. Fun. Harley, what you got? So mine is a book, and it's called Elemental Pia. It's a novel in letters, and it's by Mark Dunn. Mm. Um, so I actually heard about this book, like, I want to say, like, two a year or two ago like somebody told me about it and I had it in like my safari little one of my pages to like you know purchase and whatnot and look into it um but I finally didn't get it until I was in a bookstore in Denton and I saw it like on display and I was like ah frick don't you work in a library (laughs) Christopher Anyways, you can get books literally anytime. (laughs) Like you you can actually order the books to be put into the library right I found it in this one, though. <laughs> I realized that it was fate. Okay, it was a fated moment. It was the universe speaking. That's yes. what it was. It's like, hey, Harley, you should have done this years <laughs> ago. It's been a long two years. Okay, thank you. <laughs> We've been through a lot. Yes. <clears throat> but now was the time that my brain was finally ready to, um, I think, read this book. It's like this thick. It's not very thick at all. Like, I give it, how thick would you say this is? So the people uh, who- pages? Yeah, about six, uh, about six about, quarters worth. Yeah, right. So like, it's so the about people who aren't 50. watching, huh? It's about a dollar fifty worth of quarters, okay. right? Thick. Yeah, maybe even seventy five. If, if you were to stack them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Americans will measure with anything but the metric system, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> this thing is seven football fields long. <laughs> it weighs as much as twenty elephants. Like, bro, just. Metrics, a thousand kilograms, like just. Yeah, of course not. Anyways, it's a pretty short book, but basically I'm just going to read you what the, what is it called? Synopsis, Synopsis, abstract, et cetera, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Elaminopia is a girl living happily on the fictional island of Nollip off the coast of South Carolina. Nollip was named after Nevin Nollip, author of the immortal phrase containing all the letters of the alphabet. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Mm. Now Ella finds herself acting to save her friends, family, and fellow citizens from the encroaching totalitarianism of the island's council, Mm -hmm. which has banned the use of certain letters of the alphabet (laughs) as they fall from a memorial statue of Nevin Nollip. As the letters progressively drop from the statue, they also disappear from the novel. Whoa. Yes. That's interesting. It's a very interesting book. It reaches a point, I don't want to spoil it completely, but it reaches a point to where it's basically using like, um, so like the way a word is pronunciated, I guess mm. that's how it's spelled now because mm. of the lack of letters, because they, they have so little letters that they're just like, so like the word you, Y O U is E W E. Oh. Like that's kind of like the vibe. Wow. It reaches that point. I think that would destroy me mentally. Oh, it hurted. It hurted real bad. <laughs> there was like at least, because it's written in letters. Yeah. So each letter is like going to someone or like from someone to, you know, oh, somebody God, else on the island. Tape. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah. so that, mm. it was just very good. It's oh. really good. Very short. Now, but her, her name is Ella 
like mm-hmm. E-L-L-A, mm-hmm. Minnow, M-I-N-N-O-W, mm-hmm. Pia, mm-hmm. P-E-A. Yeah, you like said that. Ella like, Minnow, P. Yeah. 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 Ella Minnow, P. Yeah. Yeah. And of, it, that's relevant in the book as well. But mm-hmm. You got to read it too. It reminds me of uh, oh, I can see where that's going. Uh, it reminds me of uh, uh, Cormac McCarthy's uh, "The Road." Have you guys ever read that one? Mm-mm. I didn't uh, read it. I so the, the way it works is at the start of the book, everything is you know s- normal and like how things are written. Like there's quotations and everything. But as you go further and further on, there's less and less. Um, like grammatics in it and there's mm. it's basically it's like there's no quotations there's no like uh indenture oh. or anything like that it really just starts looking more and more bare and it's a symbolization of, it's a symbolization of the lack of civilization ah. and just how things are deteriorating all around and kind of reminds me of that oh cool. that sounds really good actually i feel like my brain would have an aneurysm but nonetheless i like that yeah super cool all right my reckon read for the for the week is uh, a little show called our flag means death uh, it's on Apple TV, and it is quite hilarious. If you uh, if you like Taika Waititi, which I do, uh, you will enjoy the show. Uh, it is not made by him, but he is in it. Uh, here's the synopsis. Based on the true adventures of 18th century would-be pirate Steve Bonnet, played by Reese Darby, after trading in the seemingly charmed life of gentlemen for one of the swashbuckling buccaneer, Steed becomes captain of the pirate ship Revenge. Struggling to earn the respect of his potentially mutinous crew, Steed fortunes change after a fateful run-in with the infamous Captain Blackbeard, played by... Taika Waititi. Steed and crew attempt to get their ship together and survive life on the high seas. Get their ship together. Uh, This is, look, (laughs) long story short, in a nutshell, gay pirates. It's all over. Just gay pirates everywhere. Everyone's gay. Everyone is gay. (laughs) It's it's basically it. And it's hilarious and beautiful and wonderful. And it's great because, and I don't know how I had to say this, it just is what it is. Like, it's a great story that revolves around people who, we were discussing this earlier, pirates, they were likely gay. Like, come on. Just a little bit. You can't be on on the ocean for two years at a time and not see women and tell me that there wasn't some kind of interactions going on there. Right. You know, there were relations. I mean, it it was either that or... The manatee. The manatees, yeah. (laughs) Manatees, seals, dugongs. (laughs) Hit. So, uh, yeah, the show the show is fantastic, though. Um, I really enjoy the acting. Uh, there's some great actors in there. And so, yeah, Our Flag Means Death. It's really great. Very good. That one yeah. is actually next on my watch list. You should. And it's I have it on the server, so you can watch it on there. Okay. I mean, I also have <laughs> Apple TV, so oh, I can watch well, it there. Oh, well, you're talking to you and your Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I keep telling you. I have Apple TV Plus, and I'm not going to watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> We have Harley's Hot Takes. Yes. What you got? <laughs> so basically, I it's about Pride Month, obviously. I get the importance of having Pride Month in June. Stonewall riots, very important. Whole, like, foundation for... There's right. history. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just personally think um, that May... Or, like, maybe even October. is a, It's just a little more gay. You know what I mean? Just a, little, just a little more gay. I understand October. Yeah, right? I get it. Like, it just makes more sense. Spooky. Like, spooky season. Yeah. Well, they call Halloween gay Christmas. Right. So. As yeah. it should be. And I just, I don't know, I just feel like June, like, beginning of summer, the gays really aren't trying to be outside, you know? <laughs> We're just trying to, like, vibe. But I feel like May, because, like, the Most flowers. Most gay people I know are more, like, indoorsy people. That, right. That's, yeah, that, that's exactly the people I've been following and seeing. They're, like, a lot more introverted and just, like, oh, cool. 
It's like wave a little flag. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like we're out at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're night goers. And I just, I just, which makes sense for like October. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yeah. for sure. I, so yeah. Night is even longer in October. Yes. And uh, So yeah, I just think we could have done differently, but I'm not, I don't oppose it. It's not the worst thing yeah. ever. Like Maybe it, we'll just have two. We'll just have like two you, or three if Pride months. Go, if you had to go again, you, you right, could, right, yeah. I, I think we I think two Pride months is a good idea. You know, I mean, truthfully, yeah. Do one in June and then a separate one in October for the people that couldn't celebrate in June or just didn't want to. It's just you, it's you, too hot. It's you, too hot you for could parades. Have different uh, festivities. You yeah, could like, theme uh, each festivity. June, June could be like <laughs> indoor Pride, like for the people that are still you know in the closet, right. and then October can be outdoor Pride for everyone else. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> The yeah. intro- or the introverts and the extroverts. Like, each one is, like, its own little... Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, pick a month this year. <laughs> you got time. It's fine. Like, you would tell your job, like, hey, this year I'm taking June, but next year <laughs> I'll do October since, you know, we'll, we'll just do a cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And your job will have to give you time off. Yeah. PTO, actually. Yeah, Pay PTO. Time. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, that's a fun heart, uh, hot take, Harley. Harley. Har- 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 that Harley. was a whole lot. That was a, whole that was a great lot. hot take. Harley, Harley. hot takes. Harley I like three take. times fast. <laughs> I can't actually. No, no, I can't even say three three times fast. Three, three, three. Well, try it now. Three, three. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on. It is time for what did I miss? Yes, this is a part of the show where we like to present to you some news that you probably didn't hear about. I want to start this one off. A guinea pig is a slam dunk as she breaks the Guinness World Record for the most basketball slam dunks in 30 seconds by a guinea pig. Was it one? No, it was more than that. Molly, who <laughs> lives in uh, Dumbavar, Hungary, with her owner Emma Mueller. Mueller? Mueller? Mueller. 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 Well, it's got the little... Mueller. I don't know what those... Th- Mueller. The two dots on the top umlaut. of it. Is that what it's called? It makes it a meow. Mueller. She made two... Four slam dunks in 30 seconds to claim her slam dunk record. Thank you very much. It wasn't just one. According to her owner, though, she said that four wasn't even Molly's best result to date, claiming that she had gone up to eight in 30 seconds. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Is this a guinea pig with a full-size basketball, or is it like a guinea no. pig-sized basketball? <laughs> they, made, they made her a little tiny little basketball that had, like, holes and stuff in it so she could grab it with oh. her teeth and, like, a little hoop. And she would just, boop, did a little, little like that. How do you train a guinea I'm, pig to do that? I don't know. They're smartish. I call fake. It's not even a real basketball. Uh, it's not even a real what pig. A, what a loser. It would, <laughs> it's a guinea pig. It's How not even dare a real you pig. insult Molly? <laughs> Guinness wrote on its website, seeing this domestic KV running around the inter, uh, interacting with her mom will surely bring a smile to your face, but it's also a reminder that these animals are active and full of energy and are not meant to live in a cage. Yeah. Molly has officially been inducted into the Guinness Book of World Records. Right before they put her back in her cage. Yeah, no. Remember what we said about the last time with the Guinness delicious. Book? delicious. No, what? That's oh, not where I was going. Records. I thought we were talking about guinea pigs. <sighs> Christopher. That's how I South mean, Americans did it. What I was going to say is rem- they put anything in the book of You're rec- not world South records. American. We've talked about <laughs> this. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all the same. Sorry, Harley. What were you saying? I don't even think it's relevant at this point. What are you on right now, Chris? <laughs> he, this guy didn't even know where Honduras was or what continent no, no, no. it was. I know exactly where it is. You I know just it. didn't know that it wasn't South America. <laughs> For the longest time, because I thought you were just like it, joking around. It was or something. one like, of my knowledge second. gaps. Look, <laughs> everybody has knowledge gaps. It's one of mine. Geography? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. awful at geography. 
He's geographically challenged. I would say yeah. so Where's America? <laughs> I can read a map, but if you ask me, like, where this country is or what flag belongs to this country well, or that's any different. of that stuff. Flags like, is I not can tell geography. you dates. I can tell you who was the ruler at what point in time, which empire started where, <laughs> but I could not tell you where half the countries in the world are. Oh, based on, like, the like <laughs> pointing to a map, I can say like, oh yeah, that's India. But if you but say that, what it's continent because it's is on India, the map. Like, is that Asia or is that Africa? Like, I, I don't know. What? The seven continents? I know. Which continents they are, like, I just don't know which countries are on what continent. You know what? I'm not explaining myself. <laughs> I'm not explaining myself digging anymore. digging a deeper hole. Chris, you're next. <laughs> All right. Uh, so for mine, it's a little bit positive, a little bit negative. Um, but all of surrounding Pride Month celebration. 31 members of a white nationalist group called the Patriot Front were arrested in Idaho um, on June 13th. On suspicion of plotting to violently disrupt a pride event, which is insane in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. They felt bold enough to do that. But then they were released on bail. You gotta be kidding me. No. You know how white men get off of everything. Yeah. I bet uh, you the bail the bond it probably wasn't, wasn't even, even that, that expect. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm guessing it probably wasn't. Uh the men like first of all, how do you let a an a, a what do you call it? Um an alleged domestic terrorist out on bail. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, that blows my mind. It's the fact that they were going to violently disrupt it that gets me. Now, oh, it, yeah. now I, I'm assuming because, and I'm not saying that's the right thing, but it's all alleged. Like, they hadn't done the act yet, so you can't. It, but that's it, even, like, plotting to murder somebody. Like, oh. Yeah, if, if you're plotting terrorism, whether they catch you or not. Right, but you have to prove that first. It, well, if they have the continue, Tim, continue. it was a U-Haul truck full of. I'm not continue. saying white I'm men. not uh, saying I agree with the decision. I'm just saying that's probably the reasoning behind it. Okay, now I'm tracking. Got you. All right. Well, <laughs> the men arrested on a Saturday after the U-Haul truck uh, rental truck they were riding in was pulled over, face misdemeanor charges of conspiracy to riot. That's probably what it is because mm. it's not actually they're not qualifying it as domestic terrorism. Yeah, that's probably it. Mm-hmm. Um, conspiracy to riot. Uh, police officer sees the truck. From the truck, rather, at least one smoke grenade, a collection of shields and shin guards, documents that included an operations plan and other weapons. Whites, um, over the weekend, adding these items made their intentions clear. A local resident called the authorities about spotting the group of men all dressed alike with white gator-style masks and carrying shields, loading themselves into the truck like a little army. Police stopped the truck about 10 minutes after the call, a short distance away from the Pride Park, from the Pride in the Park event. Uh, the trial court administrator in Kootenai County, I think that's how you pronounce that, confirmed that the men bonded out of jail and will appear in a court at a later date. Most of them came from other states, um, 11 different states, including Texas, Colorado, and Virginia. They weren't even from there. Mm. That's what gets me. Like, people travel for hate. Oh, yeah. 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 For no reason. Um. Yeah. So since the arrest, the arresting officer and the other department, others in the department, have received death <gasps> threats, which is insane. Because now people are threatening government officials with death. Yeah, and that's for the, also for their hate. illegal. Yeah, very much so. Um, the Patriot Patriot Front formed in the aftermath of 2017 white nationalists unite the right rally. Remember when they were walking yeah. in Charlottesville mm-hmm. screaming about Jews? Uh, when it broke off from another extremist group, the Vanguard America, also crazy people, 
according to the Southern Poverty Law Center, which tracks hate groups like this. Uh, so Saturday's Pride event, described by organizers as the largest ever in North Idaho, drew a crowd of several hundred people for festivities that included a talent show and drag queen dance hour. Could you imagine just being there, enjoying Pride Month, having a good old time, expressing yourself, and then if this did not get stopped, just a bunch of white people show up with shields and mm. tell you you can't do what you're doing? With, with no like legal recourse, by the way. They have no real reason to do that, no legality behind it. Right. right. This event was government-sanctioned. It's not even like an illegal gathering. Yeah. It's insane to me. No, it's just a trend. Unfortunately, it's a trend that keeps popping up of people leaving their places of residency to go and cite hate, violence in other places. Like January 6th. Yeah. And it, and that's, the, that's the thing. It's like even if you were, and that's, that was my whole thing when everything happened, it's like even if you did believe that Trump, his election was stolen, which it wasn't, but even if you did believe that, the fact that you're endorsing this kind of revolution, which it was, you can, it's not, it doesn't take a... Uh, Failed it's, treasonous it, resolution. Revolution. It, it, is, it is. They were there. They were not welcomed into the Capitol. It is an insurrection mm-hmm. by definition. Yep. Same way these people would have been committing domestic terrorism had they tried to stop this event and it got violent. And this is what happens when you don't correct those things quickly and immediately. Yeah. It's the shit like this keeps happening. Which is the good news about this story is that right. a concerned citizen saw it, made a phone call. Ten minutes later, they were all arrested. And they will very likely face some yeah. serious charges. Hopefully. Just yeah. the fact that they were let on bail, well, let I mean, out on it bail. Is, that it's become such a big national thing that the courts in that area have no choice but to do something about it. Because if not, this whole so. system has failed and it's going to burn to the ground. Where was this at again? Idaho. So maybe mm, not. Maybe. You know how Idaho is. Yeah. That's where they make white people. Well, ho- <laughs> oh, I mean, they ho- make that everywhere. That's, <laughs> that's the first problem. I'm just kidding. All right, but that's my. But that is good news, though. That, that at least it yeah. was stopped. There was no real. There was no violence. And yeah, there was, yeah, that's my bright side to yeah. it. They got caught. Yeah, very good. Harley, bring us into some positive, happier news. Yes, uh, um, man goes to rescue one kitty and is ambushed by twelve more <laughs> in a roadside meet cute. I saw that on TikTok. <laughs> it was so freaking adorable. No, it was probably the best thing I've ever seen. So, a Louisiana man was surprised to find a stray kitten in the middle of the road, which. I don't know how common this is, but I'm not finding stray cats in the road, and I'm getting really mad about it. I'm getting really mad. Why not me? Why not me? Um, but apparently the poor thing was weary and dirty and not shy about approaching him. So Robert Brantley picked up the gray-striped kitten, where the author of the article says, an act which was, to quote Gandalf the White, the falling of small stones that begins an avalanche, <laughs> because a stampede of kittens soon came pattering out of the bushes. There were now a total of a dozen kittens fighting for attention and probably sustenance. Brantley took all 12 kittens home for bath and food. <laughs> it's like it's like, it's like like that one was just the scout, and it's like, all right, all right he's cool. All right, let's yeah. go. Yeah, that's Make exactly your way. They're like, all right, who's got the short straw? Yeah. Go sit out in the middle of the road and hope for the best. <laughs> or like, if we lose one, we lose all. So you have to be, you got to be the one. Um, But the author of the article wants to note that even though this may not be the case here specifically, oftentimes people think that finding kittens and taking them home means that they're saving them. But more than likely, the mom has gone out to find food Mm. and stuff like that. Um, So it's probably best to just wait around for as long as possible um, before just taking the kittens and running with them. Um, Or just even searching the surrounding area for mama cat. 
But if not, take them. <laughs> take the kittens. If you find their mother. Yeah. Take well, the kittens. Become their mother. <laughs> Happy Father's you Day. You are their mother now. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> you are the mother now. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, that was our What Did I Miss? You got some, man, got some wild stories. Uh, But we are moving along to an interview that I'm super excited to hear, and I'm really excited to uh, just to check it out. It's going to be really good. So uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back after this message. Welcome back to the Always More Podcast, where the hosts have no idea what's going on and the math does not matter. Today, we're doing an interview with a dear friend and confidant, Matt Littaker. Matt, Maddie, Matthew, if I may. You call me what you want as long as the check clears. It's good. (laughs) For the record, we're not paying you. Mostly because we're not getting paid. Well, I'm out of here then. I was promised iced coffee. I brought my own. Okay, we can keep going. You have iced coffee, so we're all fine. I actually would have stopped to get you some if you didn't say that you were already stopping. Yeah. So today we have Maddie's ultimate rainbow disco eleganza of questions. <laughs> oh, wait, we have that. We have that sound. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait. It's too late. No, it's not. No such thing. Oh, I yeah. didn't turn it up in Do time. it again. Do it again. Three, two, one. Yeah. That one was a license-free sound. I love it. <laughs> it. It takes me right back to the cuckoo's nest. I don't know what that, that is. That is a bar. It used to be, was that the one that was Starlight? No, it used to be a, a Caribbean bar on <gasps> college, and not college, on second oh, and by veterans. Gunder? No, second and veterans. Which one is second? Um, the one that runs into Hallmark. It's really sketchy. It's super sketchy. It, it's, it's the bad side of town. Well, I live over there, so. But they have good rum. <laughs> Fair enough. I feel like I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, but it's fine. Okay. You know, I do Here. remember it, actually. Yeah. It was by the Army Surplus Store. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember. Oh. Cool. Colleen things oh. back in the day. <laughs> All right. Well, back like I said, we're going to go ahead and continue with our Pride <clears throat> Month uh, episode. We're going to do ooh, a couple ooh, of ooh, interviews. Ooh. This one is with our dear friend, Maddie. So, Maddie, first off, mm-hmm. tell us, who are you? Um, I am a lover of pizza, chicken, tacos, iced coffee, and dogs. Already. Yeah. Already right there. Right like, there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if there's much else to say about me. Um, <laughs> that's, that's it. That's everything. <laughs> it encompasses you. Uh, yeah. I just like to experience the things. And I usually have a lot of questions. And mm. I try to listen because I usually. He will rant incorrectly, so that's me. That seems Very like good. most people when they decide to rant, much yeah. like myself, I, I don't know what I'm talking about half the time, Yeah, which is fine. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you, what are you working on mm. in life right now? So right now I'm really focusing on self-care. Um, so I am a therapist, mm. and so, you know, it's, it's hilarious. It's kind of the joke. Um, in mental health, you get preached at about self-care, like from day one, it's like, oh man, burnout is real. Self-care, 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 but mental health jobs just don't pay really well for a very long time until like you really get up in that thing. And so self-care costs a lot of money. Right. And so self-care was like, I'm going to (laughs) shower and do laundry 
And I'm going to eat things. Maybe take a nap. Right. And so now, you know, now it's like, oh, man, I, I think I've been doing this wrong. I think I need to, like, figure out other kinds of self-care. Now that I have a little bit of money, I can do something <laughs> right. for myself. It's like, well, now that I'm not traumatized as right. much, wow, let's figure this out. Something that so, actually works. I've been focusing on that and, like, trying to read things and, like, try not to read, like, really trauma- traumatic stuff and, like, also write and then, like, writing things that I don't usually write about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so doing that and then, like, figuring out where I fit in the overabundance of Star Wars stuff and RuPaul's Drag Race because there's so much of both and I don't want to watch all of it for any of it. And there's so much more Star Wars coming out. I don't know about RuPaul's Drag Race too much. Oh my God. But I know so there's much. so much more Star Wars coming. So maybe you should just like focus on Drag Race now and uh-uh. then do Star Wars later. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Because it's like right now we've got what we've got Obi Wan, we've got the movies that all recently came out, Bad Batch is coming out, um, Star Wars Visions just came out. Lord. Andor, there's all kinds of stuff. And then, like, you can go even deeper and watch the the behind-the-scenes stuff or whatever. And for, like, the full effect, you have to talk to people who really know the lure. And they're like, well, here's how they're, like, staying with the story and how they're getting Mm. away from it. And I'm like... Too bad Tim's not here. Oh, my God. I was going to say, I can do this with you if you want. (laughs) No. um, (laughs) If you want to take the time, it will be ours. We're not going to work today. I'm practicing (laughs) self-care, remember? So, um... I'm good. I'm not trying to abuse myself. Setting boundaries. That's good. That's one of those therapy terms that you use, I'm sure. Setting boundaries. Assertive communication. (laughs) I'm good. On period. There you go. On period. On period. Very good. All right. Well, I guess so you're you're focusing on self-care. You're a therapist. You said you were writing. Mm -hmm. You're looking at reading. Uh, What are some of your favorite authors? Okay, just so real quick, if you could. Yeah, so I'll tell you two. Um, I really like Rebecca Roanhorse. Um, so I know that she's written other things. What I read of her, though, um, she has a sequel out right now called Feverish Sun. No, Feverish Star. And it's a sequel to Black Sun. And it's amazing. So the problem that I have when I read books there's so much right now that's like dystopian, tribalism, uh, magic. And it's like, oh, my God, every book I pick up is like that, right? Yeah. So I started reading it. And I'm like, oh, God, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> but Another like one. Black Sun has the most amazing first two pages. Oh. Like, do yourself a favor. Go to the store and just like pick it up and read the first two pages. And you're going to say all the extra words. You're going to buy it. You're like, no, he's right. It is like kind of dystopian tribalism and magic, but it's great. And she's an indigenous person. And so sold. Right. And so she's writing it from a different context. And so like I've I started to read something else that was like that. Right. Like Children of Blood and Bone is great. The sequel sucks. But anyway, um, but like it, it was great because it's written from like this different cultural perspective. I read um um, a Latin X kind of perspective one. I was like, this is great. I'll get to it later, but I didn't finish it. So anyway, Rebecca Roanhorse and then uh, Lee Bardugo, which, oh my God, I really just like her a lot. And she's having a moment 
because her series is on Netflix, oh. um, Shadow and Bone. What I like about her. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Very well written. What I like is that she does inclusiveness without it being awkward. So she has people that are melanated in her stories and she references them being melanated but she doesn't do it in like this weird sexual way. Yeah. It's like, was the color of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's like, oh my, and anyway, so she doesn't sexualize them and she doesn't objectify them. And then she has like LGBTQIA plus and whatever other acronym we have right now. She has that in there too. Same thing. It's not sexualized. When there's a kiss, it's like it any other kiss. Is. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh. this is a moment. And she that. sold me because, like, some of it is very action. It's very intricate. But, like, you don't feel lost when you're reading it. You're just like, there's movement. I get the pacing of this. Um, character development and all those books are just super great. Hmm. So I strongly recommend Lee Bardugo and then Rebecca Roan Horse. Those oh, are my good. two people right cool. now. Well, there's our Wreck and Rev for Maddie for the day. Then. Yes. yes. All right. Uh, speaking of representation and things like that, so one of the big things I've noticed on TikTok, because somehow I ended up on lesbian TikTok. <laughs> right. Don't of ask course. me how. As you should, though. I, I feel like that way, right? As like, you should. That's just where everybody should end up at yeah. some point. <laughs> um, but one of the things I've noticed is a lot of LGBTQIA plus people are upset, uh, way more upset than I've ever noticed. I don't know if it's just something that I'm just now noticing or if it's been a trend for a while. Um, they're really upset about rainbow <laughs> capitalism lately. Mm -hmm. So like stores like Target and The Gap putting yeah. out Pride merch and oh, like yeah. none of that money is going to any organization that's actually right. helping out LGBT people. Uh, how do you view uh, rainbow capitalism? So here's the thing. Um, the pink dollar is powerful. Um, it's always been powerful, but we just now have more representation. Um, and so like we, we just now are starting to feel more comfortable, like really being out there right. at work and other places, even though there's still like greatly, uh, a lot of limitations for protection, right? Like yeah. you can be evicted for being LGBTQIA plus and just like, what, it, <laughs> a lot of what do you bills, mean? What? Bills being passed about yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, and like it's anyway. Yeah. So it's stupid, but so you have a little bit more money, you have some upward mobility. And then so, you know, money talks and bullshit walks. It's, you know, uh, an old saying, and it's just honest to God truth. They don't care about us. They care about our money. Mm -hmm. And so it's marketing. It's done well. Um, I think it really gets into the thing of talking about the lack of culture, uh, like true honest to God culture within the gay community, because we were gutted by AIDS. And so, like, if you look at it, in the uh, early 80s, you had an entire generation of people that died. And they died, like, horribly, right? And they died mm -hmm. alone. They died ostracized. Um, you had people that died, and you didn't even know, like, what the heck happened to them. Well, those are our elders, right? Mm. Those are the people. I mean, they were, like, a lot of them were in their 20s or their 30s. So you take out millions of people that are in their 20s and 30s that were going to start businesses and yeah. start groups and start families and do all these different things, and they're gone. Well, that really, like, destabilized a lot of things. And we're just now, 
at this place where we're really starting to have culture as it is with different pieces of it, like businesses, places to meet, et cetera. Safe places and stuff Safe like places. that. Safe places. And so, like, when people start, that gets into a different conversation of, like, what is gay culture and why people have issues with different pieces of it. And it's like, well, because all of our forefathers are dead. Yeah. You either lynched them or they died of AIDS. And, and then you lambasted them after they died. So, yeah, we don't have culture. Um, and you won't let us freaking rent anything and you won't hire us. So we don't have any freaking money. So we yeah. go and do these other things. All that to be said, the rainbow capitalism crap thing is trash, right? And like it really gets into, so you want my money, but you don't want to like actually represent me. You don't want to do anything for me. You don't want to like fight for me to have protections at work or protections at home or protections for healthcare right. or any of these other things. You just want my money. And so I think that we have this uh, this duty to just even share that, right? It's kind of like uh, the, the old uh, knock on the door that we do with so many uh, people in the community where it's like, hey, you shouldn't eat Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Right? And then they're like, but no, no, like you really, you shouldn't. Here's why. But no, no, like for real. So like you're contributing to it. You're contributing to genocide, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like it, it gets into that. just like your little $8 a month. Right. But mm. every person adds up. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Here's a, another connection. This is, I'm sorry. I'm going to. That's fine. I'm going to tangent for Like two I said, seconds. if we need to, we can cut things in editing. Okay. So I, <laughs> here, here he goes. <laughs> Here's a hot take. <laughs> oh, per, love to hear them. Yes. So, you know, like a, a few years ago, there really was just like this movement where very loudly people were saying like, hey, white people are racist. And white people were like, not me. And it's like, no, actually, yes. Yes. Right. And it's this conversation. And it's like, well, how? And it's like, you need to educate yourself because people of color are tired of educating you and being ignored and being maligned for educating you. And so like you teach people clearly. I'm if you, if you're listening and you're not watching, I'm very, very melanin deficient. I'm very pale. I'm almost ghostly. If you're watching this, I am not a ghost. I am real. But anyway, still the blackest man in the room right here. Yeah. All right. Um, but anyway, like, so, you know, you teach people like, hey, here's how you're contributing to racism, right? Well, so for things like that, for the Chick-fil-A conversations, like, mm. here's how you're contributing not only to homophobia, but like, you're contributing to murder. You're yeah. contributing to lynching. You're con it, well, it's lynching not just, is murder. It's not just like, oh, this company doesn't like gay people. It's, this right. company is actively donating to people right. that are killing gay people. Yeah. Right. Maybe not here in the States, um, but definitely outside of Ooh. the other country. Yeah, that's if, a, if you want to look into it, it may actually be here in the States too. I mean, that's a conversation. I Look, I'll tea, I'll shade. Okay. Well, <laughs> I always think it's hilarious when people are like, I'm affiliated with a specific political party. I'm like, Friend, did you know that you are gay? Like, you gayer than RuPaul on a Saturday night after some <laughs> drinks, honey. Like, you gay, gay, gay. And you associate with that political party? Yeah. Did you know that, like, if you go to that political party's website, 
and you look at what they believe in per them on their website. They don't like you. And it says so. It says that they don't believe in gay marriage. They only see marriage as a man and a woman, the end. Meanwhile, you know, they got about 50, 11 uh, spouses they've been had. But yeah. let's mm-hmm. not talk about that or the little. It's fine uh, as long as it's between a man and a woman. And right. Maybe another woman and maybe a different woman. And then a, the same woman the first time and then back to another woman. Right. Or a trans sex worker in the mm. stall next to you oh, as well, long as nobody not gets caught. Right. And they're not like, getting married. So it's not against the Bible. Right. It's like, <laughs> don't get me started. But anyway, all that to be said, I think that um, it really does come down to like what appears to be support. Right. So like, I, I love your sort, uh, your shirt ally as fuck. I'm thick as fuck. That's what my shirt says. I laughed when I saw your shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like minds, right? Like minds. Um, but so like when you feel like you've been, um, just kind of cast down, you're just floating, like you've been disenfranchised, which is a, an entire big thing, right? When you feel disenfranchised and something appears to support you, it's easy to really gravitate towards that, especially if you do have any kind of extra money. Oh, man, let me go and buy this shirt because it, it's rainbow and it says what the hell ever it says, right? Oh, man, yeah, they're they're down for it. It's like actually all this money is going someplace. Big side note. This is, this is exactly what it reminds me of. So uh, I don't know if y'all have seen on um, TikTok, Twitter, and everything. Like, this week they're talking about, there's this meme of this elephant. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. So this elephant, oh, you're going to love this. So the the meme that I really like was uh, this elephant uh, had its whole face, and it's a real elephant, had its whole face, like, through the window. Um, and, like, the stove was right there. Big pots of something was cooking. And it had its trunk, like, in the pot, and it was eating whatever it was cooking. Uh, and the meme said, hey, y'all know when that old woman's funeral is going to be, <laughs> right? And so the story was that this elephant trampled this 70-year-old woman to death, some some country in Africa. I don't know where, because I didn't want to accidentally see the video. I don't want to see somebody get trampled by an elephant. Call me crazy. But anyway, but so and people were like, dang the hell happened so the (laughs) the rest of the tea was not only did the elephant trample her let's let's pretend it was a tuesday trampled her on a tuesday the elephant showed up at the funeral and trampled that tail again ripped her out of the the coffin like threw her around trampled her again like for real yes legit like for real like true story hardcore facts get this so because people are like Yo, what's the tea? Like, why, the why does this elephant got beef? <laughs> this old woman. Because sister girl was working with the poachers. And oh. she would distract the adults while the poachers got the kids. And so when I think of so rainbow never... capitalism, I think of that old woman. All rainbow capitalism is is a distraction so the poachers can gut our culture and get rid of our rights. Meanwhile, you're distracted by things that are beautiful and rainbow and make your ass look cute and are a good TikTok trend. Mm. So things like Chick-fil-A where it's like, man, this is delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. It's hate chicken. It is delicious. Get some pickle juice and make it your damn self, right? We have discovered that Hat Creek is not only not anti-LGBT, but way more delicious than yeah. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Is Hat Creek the one that's the one in Temple, on uh, West Adams? Yep. 
Mm. Over by our house. Let me tell you, I tried. I was like, I don't remember what I ordered, but like I went over there. I was like, this is a front. Y'all, <laughs> it's a front. For y'all something. moving weight back there, right? Like, <laughs> it's, a, it's an Austin company. The burgers are all right, but the chicken flasher sandwich is way is better it? than the chicken uh, Chick Fil A sandwich. They acted like they didn't know how to turn on nothing in there. I was like, y'all selling dope. <laughs> That's all this is. <laughs> How how is your drive through empty at this time of day? And here I come with my big old jiggly self trying to buy things. And you know, I can't just order one thing. I'm like, I want this with a side of that and a milkshake and a this and a that. <laughs> and they're like, Ugh. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm going to Whataburger. You Goodbye. may have just gotten the new kid. I got the new team. The I, new was team. Like, <laughs> I was Old like, what story. y'all doing Fair back enough. there? Anyway, that's anyway, rainbow capitalism. It's a front. And truthfully, I think that's why it's important to source where you're getting your things. Right. Um, like ever since uh, Colin Kaepernick started kneeling, that's when I started mm-hmm. really focusing on who is providing the things that I buy. So right. I try to buy things from black creators, native creators, gay creators, yeah. things like that, which is where I got this shirt, truthfully. Um, so I think it's really cool that there is – more awareness being brought to that because right. it is such an issue of them gutting the community for what whatever they want. Like, oh, you love elephants? I've got this elephant head on the wall that I'm selling. <laughs> and people are like, ooh, elephant head. And they don't stop to think, like, that was an actual elephant right. that somebody Yo. killed. Right. Like, yeah. So I think, it's, um, I think it's really important that that is being pushed to the forefront of the community, basically. You know, so the other thing that really goes right along with that is just because somebody is LGBTQIA+, etc., doesn't mean that they automatically get a pass, right? So, like, there's creators out there where it's like, oh, yeah, sure, you you one of us. You also a racist or a mm-hmm. jackass Transphobic or an ableist or <laughs> right like all the things where you're just like you don't get it past like just because just because you're part of the community quote unquote doesn't mean that I'm gonna buy yeah. your stuff yeah that's part of that sourcing thing like who are you yeah I actually got into a debate the other day with a guy that could have been a customer but uh. You know, long story short, he wasn't. So afterwards, <laughs> I got into this debate with him because he wanted to debate me. Mm. And one of the first things he said was, you know, you really should listen to Candace Owens. Absolutely not. Which right <laughs> off the bat, no. But secondly, like, you looked me in my brown face and told me I should listen to this other brown individual because they agree with you. Knowing that I study this. Like, it, not only do I like to look into these things, but I live it every day. Like, mm-hmm. I know what she's going to say, and I'm not about it. Yeah, no thanks. I don't want to go to Uncle Tom's cabin. I'm good. Yeah, like, I'm fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, speaking of which, what do you think about these anti-trans bills and women's health care bills being pro- uh, proposed and passed? Okay. Are you, like, are you worried at all? Kind of like if they come for me in the night, they can come for you in the morning type thing? This, so, it, it's multifaceted. Um. I think it's a distraction on a lot of different fronts. So a lot of this is tied to religious stuff or like at least like that's the, the boat that it's being carried in is like the boat of Christianity. Right. Nationalism. Yeah. Yeah. That's the full T. It's like, anyway, Uh, I I saw the sticker on my phone, but it says the T. 
So whenever you want to get into it, we'll get into it. <laughs> Some bonchinche. We can meet up for tea. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, part of this, though, is there's this weird thing happening, continuing, escalating um, within Christianity, right? And within conservatism, where it's like, it's not just what it used to be. Like, yeah, there used to be like a percentage of people that were kind of crazy and said crazy things and did crazy things. But now it's like there's more of them and they're organized and there's too many of them in power. And you're like, ah, this is this is scary. So you kind of have this front where it's like, okay, so y'all are like singing and dancing, chuck and jiving for votes. And y'all are just going to do whatever it takes to get votes. So like you see it with, uh, I don't want to, I don't look. I know this is a podcast, but I'm not trying to get myself in trouble. So, uh, you know, they got that one that one person that's been saying lots of crazy stuff over the past two, three, four years. And it's like it escalates. Yeah. And she be saying stuff just outlandish. Off the wall. And it's like the more outlandish that she says, the more hype people get. And so there is this thing of like, who's driving the bus? Right? Like yeah um is how much of this is even based on like good true research and then i get into like the trans athlete stuff which it pisses me off just full front it pisses me off because it's just complete bs because all of the research shows that trans athletes that are actively transitioning and taking hormones have a disadvantage athletically. Yeah. They are losing muscle mass. It can be measured if you look at the times in all of their meets and races yeah. and you know whatever the contest is, they are at a huge steep disadvantage um, pre-transitioning, during transition, and then post-transition. But we want to come over here and say all this crazy stuff. They just introduced, I don't know if they passed it. Um, I want to say it's in Michigan. I think that's where I saw this. Um, where it's kids as young as five years old. I swear to God. So children starting at five years old, they want to be in a sport. All somebody has to do is say, I think that person is the other gender than the, what they're presenting. Yeah, I saw that. That child, as young as five years old, has, has to, to submit not only to an external exam, but to an internal exam of their genitalia. So I want you to think about a five-year-old, right? A five-year-old. We're teaching them about color, about shapes, about numbers and ABCs and sharing and things like that. We try to take them for like initial dental exams and to get their shots and things like that. And it's really difficult to do those things. Getting a, a little kid to go to the, uh, get a haircut is difficult. Yeah. But we want a five-year-old to submit to an external. Sexual and an, testing. Yeah. Yes. And so, Just because you know, some parent doesn't like that their kid lost the, the ring toss. No, now, but hold on. It gets, it gets better, right? So just even at, like, face value, it's like, this is like very invasive and stupid. And so if your child's team sucks, it's kids sports. It's like watching, you know, somebody try to organize chickens. It's like, eh, it's, it's not good. Anyway, your child is five, let them be a kid, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if your child's team sucks and you know, they suck and you have issues, you know, with being a loser, 
because you are, um, then you might say, well, I know how we're going to do this. I'm going to go and put a complaint in that one or two or more of those kids are the opposite gender than what they're mm. presenting. Which is insane because at that age, they're literally all on the same team anyway. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, you know, it's like, how do you tell the difference between uh, a little boy and a little girl? Do they have a bow on? What color shirt yeah. do they have? Right. <laughs> it's like at that age, it, it really does. It's hard. Right. It's like, uh, and you shouldn't be that worried about it. Yeah. You know, it's like what a child has. Yeah. It's, yeah. it is weird. It gets into a lot of other things, but so that's the, the initial, right? So right behind that though, let's just be honest to God. Who do you think is going to be most impacted by this? Poor children yeah. of color, yeah. right? So you're going to have teams playing each other, and you can already see the Karen. I don't remember what you call the male Karens, but Chads, I think. Chad, <laughs> Kyle or something. Kyle's, Kevin's, whatever. Uh, all of that stuff, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's like you can just see it happening, right? 100%. It's like, oh, my God, this is terrible. They're already doing it to black people because of their hair. Yes. Just introducing the option of gender, like that's going to open a whole new can of worms. Yeah. And so when I see all the trans stuff, the trans bills, the anti-trans bills, what I really hear is we want more control over how you identify Mm -hmm. and we want to limit your voice. And it... It, I, I take it to Star Wars and to the meme that I saw where it's like, man, you know, when I was like 15 or 20 or, you know, something like that, and you're watching Star Wars for the umpteenth time, you're like, wait a second. So every time that the uh, the rebellion wins, somehow the empire just comes back and the entire culture reverts to fascism. I'm confused. Meanwhile, in no, 2022, in 2022, I'm like, you're like, oh, that makes oh, sense. Damn it. I get it now. It keeps happening. In it's, my own life. In my own life with, with everything, you know, it's like, I can't even get chicken without being scared that I'm supporting fascism. Right. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Right. Fascist yeah. Chicken. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, since we're kind of on that topic, um, I guess this kind of applies, like, are are there any times where you, um, like, let's, actually, let me first ask, how long have you comfortably been, like, out? Oh, girl. Uh, okay, so out to everybody? It's gonna mess your life up. Ten years. Okay. That's it. Ten years. Comfortable with everybody. Comfortable with more people? Probably, like, 20 years. Um, and then like comfortable with myself, how much more than 20 years? Right. Yeah. So because of that, um, and all of these like bills and things and like spaces mm-hmm. right now, and even considering the fact that we're still developing like a culture of like queerness and like yeah. making that an, an acceptable thing. How often like, do you still not feel safe being who you are fully? Every Monday, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yes. Are you kidding me? Like there's times. Okay. So, um, 
I don't know how far this audience reaches of yours. I think we have 117 daily listeners. But like they, they know that like we're located in central Texas. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're aware about. of where we are. <clears throat> okay, good. So um, there was a pride thing. I think it's actually happening today. Oh. Yeah, no, it is happening today. Um, there's two pride things. One of them is in Kempner. Yes. Yeah, oh, honey. That, I no. found out about that. That caught me off guard. Yes. Wow. Like, I won't go to Kempner for work because I'm Child. black. Like, I can't imagine being brave enough to be queer in Kempner oh, at a pride parade. Look, and it's in the evening time. I'm like, oh. you want me to go to Kempner at dusk? Sundown? <laughs> I, yes. I don't think I'm going to a sundown town to be gay, honey. Yeah, I don't think so. Somebody, I was talking to somebody about Kempner a while back, and it is, so Colleen was founded, <laughs> and then there was white flight to Cove. And then from Cove, there was another white flight to Kempner. That's where mm. all of the, the racist, anti-LGBT people, like, went and I'm not saying everybody there is in that group. Just historically, that's how historically it was that's how it happened as a town. Yeah, I would imagine that there was probably this is a trip. There was probably some white flight from Lampasas also, which is difficult to think because Lampasas isn't that uh, far removed right. from like doing yeah. some really weird stuff, right? Like actively having their football team fight another football team because they lost or because the other football team is black. It's like, wait, no, like you honestly did that in this century? You might get your life. A couple of years ago. In this economy. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a couple months ago. (laughs) That was Tuesday. (laughs) Let's be honest. It's not even football season. Right. My friend told me about the pride thing. They, They called to tell me about it. I was like, Absolutely not. I'm not going to that. Why not? They got too many strong trees. What you mean? Too many strong trees, bro. Oh, Oh, no. I'm not going to that. But so um, I think of, so there's, there's even pieces to this, right? So like, I don't feel comfortable, um, even like within the gay community, there's a lot of things that are, that we have to address. And this goes back to like the cultural kind of stuff, where it's like, we... We need to continue developing our culture. So we have a lot of body shaming stuff in our culture. We have a lot of, um, I don't know how to say it. There's, there's a lot, there's misogyny. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's, there's also just a lot of like, there's um, even like worshiping of masculinity or perceived masculinity. Mm. What were you going to say? It, just even between like, I guess if you want to call them just like labels and things like yes. that, like um, transphobia or like oh. biphobia is like a big thing or like invalidating people's sexualities because they um, are with a certain gender. And then a couple of years down the road, there was a different gender and people are like, oh, but you said this, that and the other a couple know, years ago. I don't know if you know who Bob the Drag Queen is, but I hope you do. Oh, no. <gasps> I need God. to educate myself. Bob the Drag Queen. I is. have no idea. Neither of you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> you are going to love your life as soon as you YouTube this. But anyway, so um, Bob the Drag Queen is from New York City. I don't know what part, but he's from New York City. Um, and he's probably about six foot tall. He's not real tiny. Um, he's deeply. Oh, I do know about Bob the, uh, yeah, Bob the Drag Queen. Deeply melanated. He has kind of a. Uh, 
typical, I don't know if that's the right word, um, masculine voice, right? He doesn't try to, like, thin his voice up when he does drag. He doesn't mm. really do, like, a full beat. Like, he just, he does the things. He puts on a dress. He tucks. Right. Boom. There you go. Anyway, so he has a, a great podcast, great YouTube show and everything. And he talks about, like, his uh, his sexuality and how he defines it and everything. And he says, yeah, I remember watching <laughs> And he said, uh, yeah, I would I would have sex with a person that has a vagina. And I was like, that's such a fascinating like phrase, a person who has a vagina. And and so when we start talking about transphobia, um, a friend of mine who is part of the community mm. said that they were worried about going to a gay bar and having beverages with some of the younger people in the community because they were worried that they were going to be perceived as being transphobic because they didn't want to misidentify somebody or use the wrong pronoun. And so I told them, cause this is very common. I was like, this is communication. Like this right. is communication one one, right? Like, Hey, um, it, what would you like me to call you? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Um, and forgive me if I mess up, you know, as we're having beverages, I don't mean offense by it, but you know, by all means, you know, what are the boundaries? What do I need to do? Whatever. Mm. Um, and so it, it gets interesting when you have limited spaces trying to, uh, identify like what those safe spaces are for each piece of the community and how they fit together. Um, and especially with a historical understanding that a lot of the community has been forged um, by people of color, specifically yes. by trans people of color. And yet this is still the place that they they don't have yeah. any place and they get ostracized the most. And it's the like most. the reason that we have gay rights is because a black trans woman threw a brick and said, I am not hiding. Yeah. Right. And it's like, but here we are today and it's still like, let's worship white, uh, masculine, thin men. You know, mm. it's like, wait a second. <laughs> this this hasn't worked for us as a country and it hasn't worked for us yeah. as a community. Maybe we need to just like let this die. Like, like yeah. let's try something else. Yeah. Like, hey. Like anything else. Yeah. Anything else. Anything. Right. It's weird. So it I don't weird. I don't feel safe. Um I don't feel safe anywhere and uh, being super open, even within my own community. Um, yeah. I definitely, I get that. I definitely get that. It just feels like there's always room for like misinterpretation or like somebody who's just not willing to like, get it. It's yeah. usually the people that aren't willing to get it that are the biggest threat. Yeah. Like, mm. if, if you misgender somebody on accident, like, Obviously, it is it, what it, it is. It can be a problem, but it is what it is. But the people that are like, oh, you no, you have a penis, you're a man. Mm -hmm. Like, that's game over. I'm refusing to call you by anything else. Mm -hmm. Those are the problematic people. Yeah. So there's there's two thoughts to this, right? Um, so I I think it's always interesting when people strongly come out against something, right? Like, it's very the, telling. The people very who, telling, in my opinion. The people who are, like, usually screaming and shouting about thou shall not buy from Amazon – 
usually have a hell of a lot of cardboard in their garage, right? right? And it's like, hey, yeah, we shouldn't buy from Amazon. So why do you have an entire forest in your garage there, huh? Um, <laughs> and so, you know, the other piece of it is you don't need to know what I want on my pizza unless you're going to eat it. <laughs> like, why does it interest you so much what's in my pants? No, but actually, actually, and I think that's what the biggest problem for me with all the gender stuff is, is like, whatever I choose to identify with, why right. does it concern you? Come on. Why does it concern you? Just deal with it. Like, it is what it is. That's my favorite thing. Like, when people ask me if I'm gay, like, are you gay? Why are you interested? Right. <laughs> right. Well, no, no, I just, uh, don't worry about it then. Because they want to know how they can um, objectify you. Yeah. They want right? to put somebody in a box because that's what the mind wants to do. And if your boxes aren't the same as their boxes, they get upset for yeah. some reason. Even though your boxes stay in your house and their boxes stay in their house and neither of those boxes have anything to do with each other. Right. They want to know about your yeah. boxes. I was having a conversation about this the other day about um, heterosexual men being super worked up about um, female presenting people being assigned male at birth. I think I said that the right way. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, I, I hope so. I tracked. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody else at home is like, I don't know what you're talking Making about. Let me chart. run it back. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, they're like, I don't, I don't get it. And it's like, well, because they know how to objectify women and they perceive that they have more power over women and they know how to sexualize women. Mm. And so they're worried if they start sexualizing and objectifying these trans women, what that means for, for their them. own identity. Yeah. Because yes. then they perceive themselves to have a disadvantage and have less power because they identify queer people as having less power. Yep. And so all of this just kind of goes back to that where it's like, why don't we just have some equity? Like you, you can like what you like and whatever. And also you shouldn't be like catcalling people yeah. and sexually Regardless. harassing yeah. people. Just regardless. It was um, men don't like being around gay men because they're scared of being treated the way Come that on. they treat women. Come on. Mm. Yeah. You, uh, heterosexual yeah. men understand consent the minute that the minute they go to prison. Hits on them or the minute <laughs> they go to prison. They're like, I understand consent very well now. And it's like, oh, it took that. Right. right? But you couldn't get it beforehand. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my God. No, they really so couldn't true. get it beforehand. That was the whole point. Oh. <laughs> and then half the time they come out like five years later. Honey. That is the full tea, right? It's like, that's oh, let, you know, let's get into that. Yeah, um, do the, like it. stereotype of. So this is gonna get into your little your stereotypes, you yeah. love and hate. Um, but like that stereotype of like the jock who would mm -hmm. always bully like the other gay male in his class. Da, 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 yeah. And then they graduate. Scary, scary movie. No, every movie, every movie. <laughs> no, at no. This I mean, there was like a scene where the the guy was, uh, like, he was dating this girl named Brenda, uh -huh. but he was in love with his teammate Brandon. <laughs> so like, they were about to uh, get crazy, and he was like, "Yeah, get take crazy. it, Brandon, take yes. it." And she was like, "Brandon." He's like, "I mean, Brenda." <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, but actually, in in my when it comes to that stereotype for me, I think of Glee. Yeah. Um, which that is a whole show and a half. We're not right. even going to get into that today. I never watched it. Oh, Lord have mercy. Not, not against it. Just never had the desire to watch it. That's uh, all. I've seen some YouTube clips. 
You've never watched it? No. Uh, you're better off. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but like, um, th- and then a couple years later down the road, they graduate and da 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 and then they come out. And it's like, yeah. all because you were afraid of your own, like, your own feelings, if you will. Is it that they're scared of their feelings or are we again addressing the power structures, mm. right? And so like. To me, that kind of oh, makes sense. Yeah. You know what? I completely forgot this. Um, I'm going to retrack and tie this into rainbow commercialism. Um, I think the other piece of all of this is our lack of identity. Mm. And so, like, if um, if I ask you, well, who are you? Like, we did that, you know, at the beginning of this, like, who am I, right? And, like, a lot of times it's very hard for people to identify who they are. We don't have a personality. We have brands, Mm. right well I'm an iPhone user or I'm an Android user or I like this comic book or or whatever it is and it's like cool like instead of saying um hey I really like technology and I'm into comics like we lead with brands Mm. uh and so like we go into power structures and you have things like uh, religion, right? And so it's not just, well, this is what I believe, but we lead with quote unquote the brand. Like, this is not only the denomination that I belong to, but this is the church that I go to, right? The right. branding. Oh. Um, the high school, the political party, the this, the that, the other. And it's, it's the branding. And the hope is the reason that branding and marketing is so powerful is because you're conveying messaging and emotion in a very um, small manner, right? So, like, a really great logo is going to convey meaning to you, right? Uh, like within you know 0.5 seconds or something, right? It it has to evoke emotion and make you say yes. I need to go and do the things and buy the things. I need that, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so like that's what we lead with. And so if that's unsteady, and we already as a nation have really terrible connection within the family unit, we don't really have a way to connect with people outside of these branding kind of things, if any of that is at risk, then I'm in danger. And so a lot of times you see people come out after high school because they're no longer under the branding that their family is presenting. They're, they, mm. they're an iPhone family, but so to speak. And then, you know, they graduate high school, they move out, and they start to understand, oh man, here's all the things I, I actually believe. Mm. I identify more with this. And that allows them to create that space uh, where they say, no, actually, right? Um, and it, in some ways, in some ways, this is a very imperfect comparison. So don't at me because you're going to get red to filth. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's similar. It's not the same, but it's similar. It rhymes, if you will. Right. Uh, I wouldn't even go that far. Oh, but it's, it, it's similar to what happens uh, when people escape a domestic abuse relationship, right? Mm. Where it's like you have to first create resources and create some place to go before you can escape, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't just escape. You have to have a plan. Yeah, you have to have something. Like where the hell am I going to go? What am I going to do? So on and so forth. And if there's kids, then it's even you know more so. And so, yeah, um, I have a lot of compassion, um, a lot of contextualized compassion. Like there's compassion with, uh, oh, how do you call that? Like when I hold you to something, responsibility, right? Mm. Where it's like, that's cool. You can come out in college, 
You can come out in your 60s. You can come out on your deathbed. You can do any and all of those things. You're still going to be held responsible for stuff that you did or did not do, Mm -hmm. right? Like, were you actively against this? Were you working against everything? Or like, you know, what was happening? But there is that compassion, right? Because there's, there's a lot of it. I feel so bad for people that I meet that, um, you know, they're in their 30s or in their 40s or older. Um, I actually have a friend that came out in his, in his 50s, I think, um, and has several kids. He waited till they were grown, um, and he and his wife got a divorce, and I think they're—I think they at least speak. I don't know. I don't know all that deep. So I'll be asking them all them personal yeah. questions. <laughs> but I feel bad for everybody involved, because as the wife, you know, if you're under this context that, well, you know, this man loves me, we're going to get married. This is the life that we're going to have, mm-hmm. and you think everything is hunky dory. You're doing the things, whatever. And then the kids, you know, you're just cruising along, trying to figure stuff out. And as a kid, you pick up the vibes, right? Like nobody tells you usually the explicitness of like, this is what's happening. But you pick up the vibes, kind of like, I know a storm is coming, Mm -hmm. even though I don't see lightning, right? I know a storm is coming. I can smell it. Something's up here. Well, that's, that's how you base all of your relationships, right? And then it falls apart later in life and everybody's heartbroken and there's hurt feelings and there's all these questions. Well, did you ever love me in the first place? All of that, yeah. right? Been there. Yeah. And, and it's very much one of those things of like, again, having compassion and continuing to create that space to say, why don't we just take like a lot of steps back allow people to like really define themselves um including how you want to define yourself if you're lgbtqia plus or if you're hetero or something else i'm gonna let you define that how you define yourself as a man um i oh my god quick rant in the middle of this rant oh my god the rantiest episode ever (laughs) i hate underline it, highlight it, put some glitter on it, and some caramel sauce. I hate the bumper sticker, Real Men Love Jesus. You know, yeah. My dad had that bumper sticker on his truck for a long time. I think my mom put it on his truck, and he just never took it off. Look. But I absolutely hate that. Mm, Real men of genius. That beer commercial. I don't know. Damn. I think that was, no, it was a Budweiser commercial, right? It was something. It was some kind of beer. And it was always, like, hilarious. But anyway, you know, I think of that, though. It's like, who the hell are you to define somebody as a real man or not? Like, what the hell is even that? Like, like what is, and then, like, real men love Jesus. Well, what does it mean to love Jesus? Like, we really get into all that. And it's like, back to marketing, right? It's a great, great marketing thing. But it's so incorrect. It's like the Punisher. Uh, the thing. police Punisher. Well, the Punisher just in general, like, yeah, now it's been, like, taken over and, like, it has the, uh, all the things, the right? The blue light, and blue it's like, line. Yeah, it's, the messaging is powerful and people are gathering towards it. And it's like, actually, guys, you have the character completely wrong and he it's would actually be against the you. Opposite. <laughs> and also in the comics, not is it just, like, contextually against 
police, he physically says, like, I hate that cops are doing this. That's why he changed his logo in the comics. Right. Mm. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know Punisher that. changed his logo in the comics because he was tired of police banding together under his logo. He's like, look, the reason I took this on is because you're not doing your job. Mm. And mm. now you're not doing your job even worse. <laughs> like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All that to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's. We're going to wrap this up with two more questions. Uh, first one, what makes you happiest about Pride Month? Hmm. Like something physical that happens during Pride, uh, an emotional reaction. Is it just the fact that it exists? I like the conversations that happen. Um, the good ones and the bad ones, the, the memories. I think for me, Pride Month is kind of like... <laughs> It's kind of like the uh, the terrible, very depressing, sad Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life, where it's just like it's terrible. Um, hey because man. I watch that movie every year. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> help me, God! I refuse. I like my dopamine. Um, so, because every Pride Month, there's people that I think love me and that I love. And they changed their profile picture on social media to mm. something really homophobic. Um, or, you know, they say stupid things. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, I go back to, like, I'm not safe. Right? And it's mm. like, um, I, I told, I was telling my mom about that. I don't remember what we were talking about. But it's like, I have to prejudge everything. I have to think about the risks associated with yeah. everything I say and everything I do. Um, I learned how to code switch for different reasons than most people. Most people code switch because of race stuff, right? Yeah, I code I, I code switch so I didn't get my ass beat. Right? It was like I need to figure out who I could be around and, and whatnot. And I saw this uh, TikTok the other day that said, and it was great. I was like, "That's the tea. Like that really is the tea." She said, "This uh, black woman said." I have a question for all the gay men out there. Was it exactly at the moment that you came out the closet that the spirit of a black woman entered your body? Because <laughs> I have never met a gay man that did not sound like me, right? And I was like, damn, there's a lot of work to do there. And it, it's multi-layered. I say that knowing good and damn well what I sound like, but anyway. Um, and it, it goes with the code switching stuff and like where I feel safe. Right. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, all of my friends growing up were black girls, <laughs> just all my friends. But that also goes to like who we are as a culture. So much of gay culture has been stolen from black women, especially yeah. black trans women. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of, uh, it's not just misappropriation, it's just straight culture vulture that happens, right? And you see that in drag, you see that in all these different areas. And then you say all of those things that come from, um, from black trans women while being transphobic and while being racist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started. Oh. I mean, it, it's one of those things like, Obviously, there's the cultural appropriation aspect of it. But right. at the same time, gay people are treated like racial minorities anyway. 
So regardless but, of their race, like and gay people of different races on right. top of that are treated even worse. But like the the code switching, the the pre checking your safe spaces before you get there, like knowing what you can and cannot do in certain areas, like all of that stuff just speaks to the lack of power that each community has. Yeah. So big giant asterisk. If you as a gay person present as uh, a normative expression of the gender. So like if you present as a masculine male, then it's easier for you to come out of the closet. It's easier for you to have community. Mm -hmm. Um, You're more accepted because you're not really like creating this rift of like, well, what does that look like? Because people have a, a really easy time still identifying you as a man, mm. right? It goes back to the, like you just said, the power structure kind of stuff. Um, but, you know, everybody that I know says, like, oh, my God, you came out in the glass closet. Like, everybody else already knew that you were gay <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Who would you think you was fooling? It's like you were in the closet, man, but we could all see. Right. The door was wide open. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you know we could see you? It's like one of my favorite uh, TikTok moments is when gay creators like tell about the moment they came out and all of their <laughs> friends are like, yeah, mm-hmm. we knew. Yeah, It's like, when did you know? Well, it was probably when you shaved your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, did you see the one that said, uh, me in the early 2000s, my mom buying me my fifth pair of, um, of skinny jeans, of colored skinny jeans. <laughs> and she's handing him these red skinny jeans it she says are you homosexual <laughs> he's like what what are you homosexual um uh that's a yes <laughs> you're I, like I oh my god one. i did see one recently this uh, jamaican guy was at his auntie's house for dinner or something and he brought his boyfriend uh, and they're like oh so how much food does your friend want and he's like i've been meaning to tell you about that auntie's um victor isn't just my friend he's my boyfriend and they're like, you're gay? You're a homosexual? Oh, thank God. You know, we, we knew for a long time. We were just waiting for you to finally tell us. Like, love is love. We don't really care. So how much chicken does he want? He's like, yes. oh, we're actually vegan. Oh. And then they, like, chase him out of the house, yelling and cussing at him. Because that's the problem. The problem is he was vegan, yeah. All right. I love it. Um, we do need to wrap this up real quick. Aww. So last question for you, Maddie. Hmm. What queer stereotypes do you love and or hate? Hmm. I don't know that I love any queer stereotypes because I think I think stereotypes are a fast, cheap way of trying to understand mm. people. Mm. And it's a, a really wide brush. Um, so, like, think of I'm going to take this to, to race and pardon my white self for saying anything about black folks because I can't speak on being black. But, you know, there's a stereotype of all black people know how to dance. Well, what do you do if you can't dance and you're black? Right? Suddenly you feel alone and, and just, like, outed. Um, this comedian said that, uh, <laughs> it was a joke, she said, I hate, I hate gay men because I used to think that I liked dick. And then I heard a gay man talk about dick. And I realized <laughs> I was just, like, okay with dick. <laughs> and they talk about dick, like, you know, and I'm like, well, what do you do if you don't, but you identify as a gay man, right? And, yeah. and like, you find yourself in these moments where you're like, so to be gay, I need the following things, right. but 
but I only like one of those. Mm. What does that make me? Makes so it difficult. I think the stereotypes are cheap. Um, the thing that I dislike, hmm, I think like the gay agenda thing, right? Where it's like there's this weird thing of like, um, and it is honest to God, people really do think like. Gay people are trying to take over the world. I've been meaning to ask you, what is the gay agenda? Where can I find one? It's brunch, okay? It's brunch. It's always brunch. It's brunch, and we're going to show up late, okay? The gay agenda is so not... brunch, then. Right. No, we're still calling it brunch. So we're yeah, we're still brunch. calling it brunch. We're calling it brunch. It's just at 1 p.m. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because it's like, uh, that is a stereotype, is that gay people are late. And like, so there's like, there's gay late, and then there's drag queen late. And it's a big difference. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. The gay agenda, right? It's like, what? That gets into the white flight kind we, of BS. You just want to live. Yeah. It's like, damn, I want the market to crash so I can buy a home like everybody else. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting on. Right. They're not. Bruh. I'm like, man, I see them prices falling. I read an article the other day about the market crashing. I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Let the economy feel God. Come on. Won't he do it? <laughs> Before we live, we die. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I, I even think like the the stereotypes of like gay people being um, happy, liberal, and beautiful. It's BS and it's harmful, right? Because then you also get into the thing of like. Only people who fit the demographic are welcomed. Right. And so, like, we need to support people who don't look whatever is marketable. We need to support people of all different body sizes, um, all different levels of melanation, um, all different health aspects. Um, It's like all the the commercials now that are showing gay families, you're like, okay, cool, gay representation. But they're all six foot and gorgeous. Like, Mm. they all look like they walked out of... Some kind right. of genetic experiment. Like, like I want to support gay sluts, right? <laughs> and, and, I mean, it's honest to God truth, right? Where it's like, hey, I want to affirm you. And, like, if you want to be promiscuous, by all means, I think you should know some things. Be careful, right? So, and, like, when people talk about coming out advice, that's the coming out advice is have a healthcare provider and find a mentor that you can talk to not only about gay stuff, but just about like life. Like, yeah. dude, what are you doing professionally, educationally, um, living situation kind of stuff? Like, what do you want? You want to go and be promiscuous? Hey, there's some stuff you should know, right? Like the videos that you watched in high school health class sucked and if you live in the south you probably didn't get to watch the videos so let's talk about some things um that's that's the tea all right that's the tea with maddie yeah that's cute for it (laughs) all right maddie um so we're gonna go ahead and close out the interview if you don't mind can Uh we find you on social medias do you have any published writings anything we can look up to see a little bit more about you once upon a time i had published stuff from the ooze I don't know if the ooze even exists anymore. It sounds nasty. It was not nasty. It was like this really interesting Christian publishing thing. I remember that. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Right now I don't have any published stuff, but there might be some published things coming to you soon. Groovy. We'll keep an eye out. Love to hear it. Hey, go check out your local poetry scene and your local drag queen scene. Yeah, 
I love poetry, Damn. so I'm all about that. No, I've never been to a drag show, <gasps> but really? I've been places where drag queens congregated like uh, after a show, like restaurants oh. and things like that. No, so, it was so a real been, fun experience. So you've been to an IHOP or a Whataburger. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I will, I will definitely check out a drag show coming soon. There's yeah. a great new drag show that's happening in Austin off of North, uh, North Lamar. Um, I had a really great place called Scissor Sisters, and the show is called Glam Chowder. It's amazing. I'm in. And so I would really recommend looking up Lana Dahmer. Uh, I think it's L-A-N-A-D-A-H-M-E-R. Those are two names, like, you know, first and last. And I think their tag is at the Lana Dahmer. And the other one is Marley Bell. And it might be at Marley Bell. I don't know. Mm. Um, but look up Glam Chowder. If you want to find me on social media, good luck. Because uh, I'm hidden because I don't feel safe in the community. So if you want to find me on social media, support me, speak up, and vote. And maybe you can find me someday. I Period. Love All right. Love well, to hear thank it. you so much for being here, Maddie. We really appreciate it. You're wonderful. That's iced coffee, clinkies. <laughs> That's how I applaud. We can hear it. We can hear it. All right, guys, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the finale of the episode. You know what it is. We will see you in a little bit. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Maddie, for that conversation. Uh, it was it was delightful. Are you okay there? Yeah, sorry. I was going to go get a drink, and then I was like, yeah, I can wait. <laughs> okay. I thought you had a beverage. I finished it. I need another. Oh, Christopher. Oh, I'm a bevy girl, man. A bevy girl? <laughs> yeah, you never heard the term? No. Bevy girl? Like, I, I need a beverage of some sort at all points in time. It doesn't have to be alcoholic necessarily, but it's got to be a beverage, not mm. just water. Like I got to have like a tea. I got to have a sparkling water. I got to have some kind of mocktail, cocktail, beer. Doesn't matter. Mm. I just need something at all times. Mm. Like it's real. It's I don't. I don't know if you've queer ever, of you to it, say. You know what? It is what it is. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever like paid attention, Tim, in our entire friendship. But I've always got like bare minimum three different cups or cans of something <laughs> in my car yeah. at all times. That's true. That's why. I'm that's, a Biffy girl. Well, that's, that's how we know that you like the, you didn't like the hot tea because you, you, you had tea <laughs> left in your car. <laughs> Remember the conversation a few weeks ago? About yeah. like, okay. I, I still never got a call back from them, by the way. They said they were oh, going to call sure. back and they never did. Wow. Yeah. Arizona. Kind of, it keeps happening. Like mm. They say they're going to call. And For they shame. Do. Well, anyways, uh, thank you again, uh, Maddie, for that conversation. Um, I really hope, I know you all would have enjoyed it. So, But we're about to move along into, okay, so here's what happened. Chris, uh, he, he, apparently he's more popular than I am. What? Because I've asked, I've asked my friends on the internet for questions for, right. for the show, and I get usually little response. It's, it's fine. People are busy. People are doing their lives. Look, it's it's, it's okay. not that I'm more popular. It's that... I live my life in a way that makes people feel like they owe me. <laughs> so when I when I light the the beacons, Gondor calls yeah. for aid. They, Rohan always answers. <laughs> well, it's the way you phrase it too. It was like a threat because you were like, if if, if, uh, yeah. if if you don't give us any questions, we're just going to make some up and put some random names to it. 
Yeah, I'm going to make sure. you feel guilt. Uh, well, whatever the case is, it worked because we got a lot of questions, uh, an abundance of questions, mm-hmm. and there's no way we're going to get through all of them. We're going to do three today, and if you keep listening, you will hear it eventually because we we will use them. There was too many. There's that's too that's many. also a cheap ploy to get you to listen to more episodes. If, <laughs> if your question wasn't listed, keep listening. Keep listening. Just we will tune use in it. Next Come one. back next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll use it eventually. So this is the part of the show where we answer your questions, and don't forget that we have the new Always More hotline where you can leave a voicemail question at 254-218-4042. Again, that is 254-218-4042. All right, let's get to the first question. We have uh, two questions. From, or, uh, what was that? I was, I was trying to put the, the number in my hands. Oh, okay. Whatever. It was enough time for me to get my bevy. <laughs> bevy. All right. Uh, we have a question from Jessica Bella. Uh, she asked, what is the perfect thermostat temperature? First off, let me say that she is from New York. I met her in Florida working at Disney. She's one of my Disney people. Oh, cool. And Hi, Disney. I don't know what her perfect temperature would be, but since she's from New York, I'm assuming it is nowhere near what ours would be here in Texas. Well, really? I might actually be contradiction to you. What, what do you say? Like, okay, and it depends on the season, too. Nope. No? No, when really? I'm inside. I have a range. It can't be a range. It's got to be one. No, no, no it's sorry. One. It's got to be a range. Now, here's, now here's the reason no. behind the temperature I'm going to give you, because I get headaches when my head gets cold. What? I do. Wear a hat. <laughs> I do that, but it doesn't help all You've the time. You've never heard of hats before? I wear hats all the time. Yeah, like all the time. So I don't think I've, I've rarely seen him without So, so like, if, there, if, there, if it's a bad day and, like, I'm going to bed and Jessica has the fan up top going, sometimes I'll have to put on a hoodie, like a little a beanie, like on my head, because I'm just, it gets hot or my or it gets cold and I get a headache. That's just huh. how it is. So, so you get brain freezes? <laughs> yes. Yes. From the outside? Both, both. No, it's not like a pl- he's like a plant. What's wrong with your bones? He, he photosynthesizes the cold. <laughs> That's what it is. So uh, I say that because my temperature that I'm usually most comfortable at when I'm not doing a lot of stuff in the house is like a good 74, 75. That's too much. That's me. <laughs> like, I'm good with that. If, if, no, as honestly, long, as long as I'm not cleaning and doing things, if I'm just chilling out, talking, having conversations, playing games, 74, 75. I say mm. that, but my perfect temperature for the house is 73. Really? Oh, yeah. mine's like 72. I'd pick 72. We keep it at 75 right now because it's like crazy hot outside, but yeah. we, you know, we're just trying to be responsible with our energy, I guess, <laughs> according to ERCOT. <laughs> um, we keep it at 75, but ideally I would keep it at 73, unless it's the heater. If the heater's on, I keep it at 68. Ooh, I didn't think about that one. For the heater, that's a good question. Why are both on simultaneously? No, no, no. Not like simultaneously. In the like, if you turn the heater on during the winter, yeah, the temperature you can set it to so that it gets up to that temperature, or not below that temperature, I set it at 68. So it doesn't go colder than 68. Oh, I think I'm around there too. I'm trying to remember. See, what that's we were why doing I was trying winter. to say a range. I was no, going to be like one for the heater, one for the one for AC. summer, one for winter. Okay, well then, like uh, that's a good 69, range. Sixty nine, seventy two. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm probably I'm probably the higher sixties. Yeah, sixty eight, sixty nine, heat, yeah. and seventy three for AC. Look, I'm like a, if I have a fan, I'm fine. Well, see, and that's the thing. Like, I'm okay with fans, and I'm okay with like. Like blankets. Like if if you're really hot or cold, maybe it's just me because I'm like I don't know. Maybe I'm a dad and I just don't want to waste money. Yeah. But, um. 
But it's Tim's a, the kind of dad that like <laughs> follows you after you exit a room and he flips the light switch off. Truthfully, me too. He's like, close the door. I you're have, letting the heat I've out. I've become that dad. I'm not even paying the bills these <laughs> days, but still, it's just kind of <laughs> one of those things. You I know? have become that dad. I do pay the bills. He said, like, be considerate of your mother. My Jim is like, month, huh? My electric bill this month was $400, guys. Oh. Over $400. Oh, your contract went up before all this happened, didn't it? I think so. Yeah, mine's ending in July. How is that even possible? My wife actually handles the electricity, mm-hmm. so I don't really know. I just know that it like it I'm went one, up I'm because of Russia money, so and everything. Yeah. yeah, I have no idea. God. Which doesn't make sense because we're on an independent electric grid anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hate Texas. Yep. All right, moving on. I hate it here. Great question, Jessica. Thank you. Uh, Vanessa Kale asked, "What? Uh, or excuse me, does spaghetti go on hot dogs?" I say yes. I agree. Yep. I think we're all on a consensus here, but it depends on how fancy you want to be. Because if I go to, like, north in Austin, and I sit down for, like, a a nice (laughs) sit-down Italian dinner, (laughs) and they put hot dogs on my spaghetti, I'm going to be a little upset. Why would you order a hot dog? But no, it's not reverse. No, 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 spaghetti no. on the hot spaghetti dog. On the spaghetti hot dog. on the hot dog. So, on the bu- oh, wait. like if I go buy a hot dog and I put spaghetti on it. You know what? This is a question. This is this is not clarified in the question. She said hot dogs. I, I'm assuming. Hmm. So I think hot dogs. I think of a hot dog in a bun. Okay, so let's say it this way. Oh, would, I okay. would put spaghetti on a hot dog right. and call it delicious. Yes, I would not put hot dogs, dogs on, on spaghetti, spaghetti and call it fancy, <laughs> but. Still delicious. Okay, what okay. about what about spaghetti on a hot dog bun? Just yes, that. absolutely. It's bread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine by me. No, it's a taco. especially if spaghetti it's spaghetti taco. Yeah. Especially if it's garlic hot dog bun. Yes. Ooh. Like, see, I'm okay like with a this. Garlic. This bread is something that uh, Brett and Lincoln need to do on their show. I feel like they could. That's do something this. we need but to do. Yeah. On <laughs> but see, we can do this. My logic here lies in the fact that I've put hot dogs cut up in spaghetti yeah, before. Yeah. And I'm like, this smacks. I would do it but for I, my family or myself. I wouldn't serve it as right. like a, a fancy meal. No. Well, that's no. not the question, though. That's not what it's saying. Yeah, that's fine then. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. And yes. then also, you take bread, whatever bread you have when you're eating spaghetti, and I always make a sandwich. Always. Every time, without fail. I'll put that spaghetti on that bread, and yeah. I'm calling it a day. <laughs> so... It's the same concept. It's yeah, gotta be. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So, right. so to answer your question, Vanessa, yes. yes. Absolutely. Uh, always 100%. always more approved. One hundred percent. Oh, does that's not... a new segment. That's what we're doing. Oh. Always more approved. I like it. We need I, to make a stand. I'm into it. Yes. But see, my thing is it does not always go on hot dogs, but it does it can go on hot dogs. There you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Moving along, guys. I, I'm excited about this one. <laughs> I, mean, I saw it. I, I am not. Brought it. I'm I, a little concerned. I'm not. I, I don't want I Chris, did. I'm coming to you, buddy. So here's what's going to happen, guys. Did you bring? What? What do you have in there, buddy? Oh, do you actually bring some extra underwear? Just I in brought case? extra underwear, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Let's okay. do this. Let's so go. Jessica. Uh, I also have extra shorts in the car. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Hawksworth uh, said, okay, hear me out. Brown note. So she quoted something. The science behind the infamous brown note is the sound frequency so low that its resonance through the human body causes spontaneous, <laughs> uncon- uncontrollable pooping. Uh, and they said it's thankfully no more than a legend. She says, I don't think it's a legend. The science behind this would be wonderful to discuss. So should we try it out before we, I read some of the articles that I found? No, I think I need further explanation on what's going on here. Well, okay, so let, let, me, let me say, I saw a post about this looking it up. That these two guys uh, first 
I think they were in sixth or seventh grade. They decided that they were going to try this out because they had heard about it. So they were blowing trumpets in each other's faces and crapping their pants. And then come to find out, like, it wasn't a real thing. Science disproved it already. And they, he was like, so I guess we both just liked crapping our pants. Like, I, I don't know what the deal was. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you're not going to get this on. This note is a low frequency note. Like, I'm talking about, like, whale call kind of low. So I'm not going to hit it today, but I'm going to try. Uh, but it, it, you're, you're going to need, like, a really deep instrument to get to it. Like, like a bass Like trombone. a tuba. Yeah, at, at least. I feel like a... Um, Actually, I didn't even look it up. A stringed instrument could hit it deeper than a... Uh, on a brass maybe, instrument. Maybe on a piano or something, but like... I yeah, feel like a cello could really hit that. I don't know. I don't think so, because the size of the string determines the frequency of the... But if you just... You know? I'm thinking little, it's, it's got to be like computer generated. Yeah. Well, like there, probably, but no if it were to, to occur it. on an actual instrument, see, I'm, and that's the thing is, I don't know if you, no way to the do only on the only instrument, instrument I can think of that could do that maybe is a tuba or, um, oh, what is that? Uh, the Australian didgeridoo. Yeah, maybe that. Hmm. Right. But look, we, we would not be always more if we didn't at least try it out. So I brought my <laughs> trombone. Because you're extra. Go yeah. on. And I wanted to, what I'm, what I'm thinking about doing, now granted you won't be able to see this happening unless you're watching us on YouTube. Hello. Uh, but I'm going to get behind Chris with my trombone. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct it towards his ass. And we're going to see if something happens. I think you'd have to direct it towards my ears. Because yeah, it's to reverberate why throughout would, the body. Why would you make a sound frequency? Because, it could, because it's supposed to mess with your bowels, not your ears. Are you sure? No, but we can try both. It's a science experiment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So Play that sweet, it, it, sweet music to my bowels, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Things Jess has said before. For context, she's sitting across a room shaking her head no. Right, Disapprovingly. What should I do? Should I get behind you? Yeah. <laughs> Things Tim has said to Jess before. Ah! All right, let's try this. Let's go. You're going to commentate because you're not going to be able to hear me. I, I'm I not. Think I, can. I think I will. They won't be able to hear me. Oh, the they won't be able to. Yeah, because they're not. Are you sure? I feel like I can hear They're you. not the omnidirectional right, mics. So I'm going to start high and we'll see how low I can go. I'm scared I'm about to shit my I pants. I haven't played this in like 10 years. So. I was going to say, when was the last time you even played the tuba, Tim? He's about to break your eardrums. Ah, <laughs> oh, so hard to go slow. It sounds like <laughs> shit, if that's what you're trying to get. Yeah, it sounds like I crap myself. <laughs> It's just like... It takes so much air to go that low. <laughs> it feels like passive-aggressive growling from a large animal. <laughs> that, like, it's behind me, but it, it it's not going to eat me. It's just like, uh, <laughs> I'm in line. Will you move? Like, that's the vibe I'm getting right now. Do you feel any vibrations? Like, any kind of In sensation? my bowels? No. Nothing. Right, let me go lower. It sounds like sitting on a whoopee cushion. Is what it like, one of the big whoopee cushions, yeah. <laughs> I got no rumbling in my tummy. <laughs> that only hands like I said, satisfy. Man, like I said, man, I'm pretty sure it, it's got to be computer generated. Yeah, I tried. Low. I tried. Yeah, so um, you're telling me there's a couple kids just... <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> and the trumpet, you can't get that low. So that, that's, that's even think, funnier about this. I want to say they were like, dude, I feel like one of them either laughed so hard, they probably like 
you know, right. shit themselves a little bit. And he was like, dude, it worked. And he was like, <laughs> I have to do it now. It's like, we have to keep this going. <laughs> you know how kids are? Middle school boys yes. are literally the worst. Okay, so here's an article from Jack Cummings uh, at Vice.com. He said, quote, so where do the myths about the brown noise come from? The internet has helped rumors spread faster than hey, ever before. Hey, you're supposed to read this in a British accent. Remember? I'm not doing it. You gotta, <laughs> at least the next sentence. Um, Just the rest of the sentence. And satirical articles are regularly shared as fact on Facebook, but Levinhall believed the idea of the brown noise first originated from a spoof article in the New Scientist from over 40 years ago. Hey, we got that a, was uh, great. We got a... Uh, well, uh, uh, <laughs> David Attenborough over here. <laughs> That's what he said. So early we, we were, were just practicing. joking. We were, we were, yeah, before you got here, we were just joking around. I started doing that. I was like, man, I wish I was David Attenborough was here. I wish I had his voice. Man. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. All right. So coming. Same brain cell. Same. Uh, we com- actually share one back and forth. <laughs> like, trade off Much each week. like the boys who were crapping their pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plot twist. You are the boys. <laughs> <laughs> it's back when we were in sixth grade. <laughs> Chris is like, how did you find out? <laughs> Fun fact, we'd met in seventh grade, so yeah. Oh. Wasn't us. Sad. Probably somebody (laughs) we knew, though. (laughs) All right. Cummings also wrote, there haven't been any proper scientific tests on brown noise. So, guys, as far as I'm concerned, now, granted, we're no scientist. Well, not only that. But this was the first time we've 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 done it. I was gonna say we we definitely just tried a scientific experiment using the scientific method. method. Therefore, (gasps) we are scientists. Wow, all those years of schooling really paid off. Oh my (laughs) god! Mitochondria is a powerhouse of the cell. Mm. I tell you what. Although I found out recently that science proved that to be wrong too. (laughs) Yeah. Everything I know is a lie. <laughs> That's all I remember from school, and it's wrong. It's horribly, horribly Pythagorean wrong. Pythagorean theorem. Oh no. Never use that in my life. Right. <laughs> All right. So this guy, Dr. Jeff uh, Levenhall, he is a scientist uh, who actually studies uh, the noise vibrations uh, and is invested in low-frequency sounds. Hmm. Um, so anyways, here's another quote from Dr. Matthew Wright, um, who is a senior lecturer in acoustics at the University of Southampton. He said, the idea that there is a frequency that your body may respond a bit more and a bit less to might be true, but the idea that there is a magical frequency where astounding things happen is wishful thinking. There's no particular reason why the bowels would respond differently than any other part of your body. What do you have there? Nope. Did you just play something off the internet? No. That's a, no? Nope. No. Which My wife just sent me a text. and It's great. I need to leave. <laughs> so let's wrap this up. Oh, okay. All right, guys. Uh, that was it. That was our question. <laughs> I think we answered the question. We were not successful, but it's still plausible. But it's possible. If you the like- science is out there. Yeah. Try it, guys. Get, send us a video. We'll, we'll, Please hey, we'll- don't send me a video of you crapping. <laughs> I... That is the last thing I want. I feel like another way that it could be attained is through bass. Well, yeah. That's what are you talking about? No, no just like, like a bass. the bass vibrations oh, from, yeah. from like a massive Because I've sat on like a, what are they now, called, subwoofer? I mean, that's yeah. what low, low frequency is, though. And it, now, I felt it. That being rock the my case, soul. if we're talking about that, I have had to poop after like a long concert or something. So, so much vibrations, yeah. Mm. Like, I haven't, like, crapped my pants, but I've been like, all right, that concert was great. Let me go find a bathroom. Right. Well, That's not at this venue because all venue bathrooms are disgusting. What right. we can do is we can put some, like, like, like speakers on a chair <laughs> and then play those notes and see what happens then. It sounds horrifying. You can be the test dummy. I'll let you go ahead. All right, we'll try it out. Okay. You know uh, what? Um, I'm just going to plug a local business here. Rocksteady Health. 
or Rock Solid Health, something like that, in Harker Heights. They do hydrocolonics. Oh, okay. And it is a, it's an experience. <laughs> All right. <laughs> does that clean out your colon? Oh, yeah. Mm, I bet it does. <laughs> Not just your colon. It gets into the intestines. Oh, okay. Let's go ahead. Uh, final thoughts. <laughs> that's, let's wrap up this show, guys. Final go, thoughts about... Final thoughts. Pride Month is important. Yes. It yeah. needs to be celebrated a lot more than it already is. Rainbow capitalism is the worst, so make sure that you are sourcing Ooh, your yeah. your gay merch. Your from, gay merch? Yeah. What a way to put that. I mean, yeah. That's, that's what it is. So make sure you're sourcing that um, responsibly. Mm. And go get a hydrocolonic. I don't think that's what I would have concluded from this episode. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> sure. Thank you all for joining us on this wonderful episode of Pride. A lot of Pride things this, yes. this episode. Thank you, thank you again, We're Maddie. so proud around here. <laughs> We're proud of you. Whether you're in the closet still, whether you are out and proud, or anywhere in between, we're proud of you. Yes. Yep. And we love you. All the love. Yes. All right. Well, let's end this thing. Thank you all again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, share, and leave a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at at Always More Pod. Chris, where can we find you? I am on Instagram at Captain, C, Captain underscore CT Ford and TikTok, Chris forgot Lionheart. Harley, where we can find you? On the Instagram, you can find me at whatharley, W-U-T Harley, and on the clock app at harleybean.co. And then you can find me on all the social media platforms at Timothy Lichty. That's L-I-E-C-H-T-Y. Thank you again for listening and for being a part of the conversation. And remember, there is always more than this. Goodbye, everybody. Happy Pride. Thank you for listening to the Always More podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, like, and rate on whatever your platform of preference is. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at AlwaysMorePod. If you'd like to submit a question, you can ask us on any of our social media platforms, or you can leave us a voicemail at 254-218-4042. If you'd like to feed into our caffeine addiction as well as support the podcast financially, you can do so at buymeacoffee.com forward slash AlwaysMorePod. For further information and to contact us, you can email us at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com. 